Hello and welcome to La La Lads, the program where we like our women little, our gems uncut, and our knives out. That's really nice, Lucien. What a great Thanks way to because they're all they're all films, and you know this is oh, well, they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's even better then because it's a film podcast. Yeah, exactly. And they all came out quite recently, so right. You know, our audience can expect. I don't us. watch films, so I don't. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. Your character, your mm. persona on mm. the show, mm. is that you're this sort of film ignoramus character. Character, and yeah. not just you mm. are too lazy to do no. the bare minimum. For I'm just not very interested in film, and I think people that talk about it are boring. Mm. Um, but it's, we came back anyway. Yes, and basically due to overwhelming public demand, not mm. many members of the public were demanding us, but it was overwhelming. There was a, the, it, yeah, it was overwhelming. Because 60 people can overwhelm could, you they, in, in certain contexts. In a fight. Or... An orgy. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, yeah. V, That's it. all of them. Yeah. You know, like sometimes in like a porn clip or whatever, it'll, Go be, on. it'll be like Lexington Steel okay. V Riley Reed. Like it's a gladiatorial <laughs> battle. Yeah, right. So if it was yeah. me, for instance, Versus V, all of our listeners. The people who are currently listening. Yeah, and they were all... What, and what's happening? Are, they, are you fighting or fucking? I guess... Both, maybe. Okay. Maybe it's like, again, and I don't know how I know this, but one of those mm. gay porn things where, like, mm. they have a fight to determine who tops. Interesting. And who's bottom. Okay. And I'm not good at fighting. Or rather, I am, but I conceal my martial abilities because maybe I just, you know, want to be the little spoon for a bit. So this is a film podcast. Yeah, it's a film and, podcast uh, and it's serious and it's not it, it is not what, Yeah, actually, can we address this head on? Yes. Because actually the, the mainstream media is spreading mm. rumours about us. Crooked media, um, the failing yeah. New York Times. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, that we are... The failing G2 pull-out <laughs> of the... Go- Does that yeah. even happen anymore? I don't know. I, I haven't um, seen a physical newspaper in years. If it did exist, they would be against us, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Also, The Guardian now, mm. is, is it's, a, it's a mess, mm. to quote President Trump, um, because whenever you click on mm. it, it just brings up... Like, the whole screen gets filled with this thing going, ooh, sponsor us, but yeah. ooh, donate, and yeah. then you won't see this anymore. And I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you stab my boy, Corbin, in the back. <laughs> but you are still reading it, though. That's true. So they have got it's you. It's tragic because it's yeah. like it's the least bad paper, but it's still so bad. It's sort of different. It's, it's the opposite to us because we are the worst podcast, but we don't ask people for money. That's right? true. And we're not, we haven't sold out. You can't really accuse us of selling out. Is that yeah. probably our main thing? Well, no one's ever offered to buy us out. We so. haven't had an opportunity, I suppose, to sell yeah. out. Would you sell out? Yes. And I would sell out. Yes. And I would sell you down the river. Oh, 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 you are far down that river, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You can call yourself Huckleberry Finn. (laughs) Yeah. Especially because there's that certain word you like to use quite a lot. Okay, so uh, we came back against all the odds. Yes, um, and... And the desire and, of many people. And the desire of many people. And and the overwhelming indifference uh, of everyone else. Mm. Uh, and we came back. Um, and this is going to be a good one, right? Because mm. the Oscars are coming up next month. Absolutely. And, and that's our hook. That's the, the hook. It is a serious podcast. Uh-huh. We know our stuff. And the Oscars are a serious way of assessing the artistic oh, merit God. of things. Oh, God, yes. Well, I challenge you to name one instance in yeah. which the Oscars got something wrong. Whether it's... Say, what have they... What, what's won recently? 
What was that? Auto- what was the one? Green Book. Green Book, yes. That, Green that Book. was the last winner for Best Picture. Now, we don't need to tell the listeners about Green Book. I'm sure everyone watched it. Well, we've it. all seen well, We've Green all Book. seen Green Book. It's about, uh, you know, Viggo Mortensen yep. plays a kind of Italian-American thug. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm experiencing yep. racism secondhand over here. That's it. And then um, he sorts it out, basically, right? Yeah, Mahershala sort of, Ali is yeah. being this like yeah. piano guy, and he's like really yeah. smart, and he's like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. how comes you can't eat in certain restaurants? Yeah. Oh!" And they become friends, and they were friends in real life. That's the bit I and didn't now, expect. And now, yeah, and now everything's good because the yeah. film did that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely Stopped me deserved. being racist. Yeah, for a bit. Go up to yeah. For like two well, it was the Green Book effect, wasn't it? Yeah. It was about six weeks after that film came out. I was like, yeah. you know what? No. No, no. more of that. I'm and not, obviously I'm, I'm not going to shout epithets at this pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone who's not a pianist, yeah, but... Sure, sure. Uh, so, yeah, that was a very good film. What, I mean, else is, what else is one recent? I mean, you watch films, I don't mean Well, like it's films, not so recent, but I think maybe the most Oscars moment of all time would have to be mm. in 1995 when the Best Picture race was won by Forrest Gump over a little film called Pulp Fiction. Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, I, as a a cinephile, a cineast, all the files, all the asts, I did not appreciate that. Oh, you didn't appreciate it? I thought the riff was you thought they were always right. Yeah, well, you know, another feature of the show is often we just forget our riffs, which are plentiful. That's it. Some of them go awry, you know. That's yeah. the joy of this podcast. It's freeform jazz. Yeah. Um, it's the jokes we're not telling. And there are lots of them. <laughs> Most jokes, yeah. But there are certain jokes we do tell yeah. over and over again. Like being kind of mm. borderline racist. That's more you, usually. Actually, well, that's more look, your sh- sh- I, I enjoy really? playing with fire. Sure. I enjoy dancing mm. beside the third rail. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, and, it, and it puts me on edge. Yes. I think that's what you really enjoy, maybe. What, is what that I, I enjoy nervous. about it is, yeah, you do all these faces mm. and sometimes noises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I also enjoy the fact, the fact that, like, I know how I feel about things. I'm comfortable with, you know, being kind of progressive and anti-racist and all that. But the listener doesn't, no, exactly. necessarily. Exactly. And I don't really. I mean, to me, it's a genuinely open question. Oh, um, Whether okay. there is hate in your heart. Hmm. Well, that maybe can play into some of the films that, that we're going to discuss. For well, instance, fun. Jojo Rabbit. Okay, so this is what, a, these are the nominations. These are the, okay, um, so I thought so we first, could quickly go yeah. the big race. Because we've got a big, we've got, a, we've got an announcement coming up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. First, we've got to talk you through the, the well, nominations. Because our listeners won't have had the wherewithal uh, to Google, you know, the, the nominations. Oh, so fucking, fucking morons, maybe man. we should just read them. In order. Uh, so, yeah, the best picture race, which I don't know if you know this, mm. but that's like the main one. That's like where okay. the big dogs get their big dicks out. And it's okay. like, woof, look at my dick. Right. Is it the biggest okay. and the hairiest? And this is what the dogs are doing. Right. This is what the dogs are doing. And if they do have the biggest, hairiest dick. What if it's very big but not uh, got any hair? Or vice versa? Mm, mm, I think. A big, Can we just go into this actually? Because. Okay, a big, hairless dick would take precedent. <clears throat> Over, over a small, extremely hairy dick. Yes. Yeah, it's a, a, a sort of preferred chode. Okay. Mm. However, mm. then you've got to add in another series of variables, which is what if it's 
hairy and extremely long, but also very thin. Very thin, yeah. Or hairy and it's, it's a little chode. And it's super thin. I mean, the girth on this boy. If it's hairless, very long and very thin. So it's this sort of... I don't like that. It's weird. That kind weird. of grosses me it's out. It's weird. It's like a, a worm or a, a snake. A sort of worm, really long worm. Yeah. So that's not... Would, that wouldn't win. I don't like it. Also, that. what about other factors such as swinging? Because you'd normally... You know, big well, swinging dog, dick, you would you think. Know. Yeah. And also, I guess what's interesting is often dogs have their balls removed. Yes. So... How much more could it swing if there was no impediment by the almost the sort of Newton's cradle? This of, is a fascinating of the balls. concept. Um, mm. Could we try this out? I think we should experiment in the spirit of Newton. So we need um, to find a few dogs. Find a few. Do- well, I was thinking more that we we try cupping our balls, uh. swinging our dicks, seeing how much they swing. Yeah. Is it more? Yeah. Is it more pendulous? Um, and the hair, how does the hair, if there, it does yeah. there come a point where there's so much hair on the dick that that affects how much it's swinging. Mm. So are you saying we would have to add or subtract hair from our own dicks? Yes, we would use hair from our heads. Hmm, interesting. Or each other's. Why don't we have more listeners? That's something that I sometimes I just wonder don't about. know, because it's, it's like we're talking about it's stuff. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. It's very interesting. It's what you talk about with your friends inside your living room, to quote Eminem, as is my one. Yeah. You know, we're all thinking this about the dogs it, and the, it, the no it, balls it, it, and it, that's it. how, how yeah. that's like the Oscars somehow. <laughs> that was the start of it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And it's it's interesting and it's bold and it's brave mm. and it's clear and it's And poetic. it's important. And it's it is important. It's very important. And it's urgent and it's necessary. And speaking of things that are important, urgent and necessary, mm. the best pictures. So what, yeah, go on. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on variety.com. So if this is wrong, it's their fuck up, not mine. Yeah. Ford v Ferrari. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's just like a dad movie about cars. Cars. I guess. Which is the fastest? Is it the Ford? Is it the Ferrari? I think they're both going to surprise us in a few ways. It's like One of them's got to win, though, so what, you know... Interesting. Which side are you on? Are you a Ford guy or a Ferrari guy? I guess in terms of just <clears throat> puttering about yes. on a daily basis, I'll, t- I'll generally use my Ferrari. Really? However, For puttering about? What about if you're doing a big shop? Uh, probably... Boot space. I, I probably hop in the Lambo then. But that's not is that that's not a Ferrari or a Ford. Yeah, so I'm saying probably Ferrari because I, 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 I don't own. I d- allow me to clarify this. Please do. I do not own a Ford. I own a Ferrari. Okay. A Lamborghini. Yes. Uh, a, a, a Benz, a Beamer. Yes. Bentley, yes. Uh, and an original Aston Martin, like off of James Bond, having right. And you can't drive, so you just crash these straight into brick walls. No, I'll just get a, get a new one. Yeah, yeah. Get a new one. Yeah. It's fine. But you don't have a Ford, so you're not qualified to answer the question. The question is Ford v Ferrari, right? And you have no basis for making a judgment. Ford v Ferrari. Whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> uh, Ford, Ford v Ferrari is part of the V Films universe, along with uh, Kramer versus Kramer. The yeah. cars are getting divorced. <laughs> it's about, yeah, and there's a little kid who's like, yeah. do I go with the mummy car or the daddy car? Uh, also, uh, XV Sever. That's another. That's another V film. <laughs> so it's, a it's got Lucy Liu in it. I, I haven't seen this film. I haven't seen any films. Yeah, that's always the problem we have. So anyway, Ford v okay, Ferrari, Ford Ferrari. They're boring, normal cars. They don't even yeah. transform into transformers. Okay, it's, which is a weird call on their part. Okay, and it's based on it, it's based on an event called 
Le Mans. And I'm uh, like, yeah, yeah, right. What is that like French for the men? The men. Stupid. So, okay. The Irishman, speaking of men. Now, there you go. Now, that. We talked about this. Yeah. We got, you know, we got Bobby D. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, yeah, yeah. Al P. We got <clears throat> Joe P. Very important. We got though. Marty yeah. S. Yeah. And, you know, it's just about bros being bros, hanging yeah. out, having a good time. And, yeah, sometimes they break the law, but whatever. Is it an important film? I guess it must be. It's been nominated. I don't... But the, the, the discourse I've seen is actually it's yeah. not an important film. Interesting. That's Cause, fascinating Because it's all these yeah. Irishmen. Yeah, it's just sure. all these old yeah, Irishmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, what's that even about? Fuck them. Fuck the Irish. Yeah. T- yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that because my wife's Irish and I'm going to Dublin uh, tomorrow and uh. we know they're vindictive as a people. Yeah. We know that you jo- can't... Very jolly. Very oh, jolly, but get on, get on the wrong side of them. Get a balaclava on them. take six counties off them. Yeah. Okay. And they are Mardi. When they don the balaclava, yeah. then all bets are off. Yeah. So, yeah, the Irishman, mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to win. Sure. Oh, uh, you sound very certain. Have you got insider knowledge? Uh, I, I may be sleeping with every member of the Academy. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right. And it keeps me keeps Does that me busy. make your Irish wife angry or she's cool with that? Uh, well, she hasn't found out, but if she listens to this, then I fear for my kneecaps. Got you. Jojo Rabbit. Now, talking of important and current mm. and like just absolutely yeah. necessary for this time, yeah. Jojo Rabbit is a satirical film mm. taking on, I, I think... I think it's the first film to take this on, but actually pointing out Adolf Hitler and the Nazis in the Third Reich and going, that wasn't on. And actually these guys are kind of stupid and like ludicrous. And it's like, I'm trying to fit like, no, this is definitely the first one that sort of no, looked at, yeah. you know, almost the time when the Nazis were in power. <coughs> yes, it was yes, all yes, right yes, yes. them, kind of like the the, the springtime for Hitler. Exactly. You know, that kind yeah. of era. Yeah. It's looking at that through a kind of wry comedic lens. And I think that is so, so you know brave. what? Because there's say, a big pro-Hitler yeah. contingent in the Academy. And that's it. So how can it that's win it. almost? That's it. Uh, you know, people say that film doesn't matter and pop culture in general is it shouldn't really be that politicised. It's a sort of distraction from things that do matter. But mm. w- watch this film. Obviously watch, this watch film. it. Because it's a cute little boy. Yeah. Right. And he's a Nazi. Yeah. To be fair to him. Um, and, yeah. you know, just some shit happens, I guess. And it's like, it's like you know, Wes Anderson meets mm. Downfall. <laughs> Yeah. And and that is a that so. Is does good. someone do a speech to Hitler explaining why you shouldn't do all those things? And he goes, "Huh, maybe I'll think about that." Like mm. like a Republican in the West Wing being like lectured to. Yeah, I and yeah, someone reels off a bunch of statistics. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah. And Hitler goes, and, oh, and, "Think about it." And yeah. and then at the very end of the, the end of the list of statistics, just goes, "Oh, and by the way, <laughs> your Reich lasted." Yeah. Yeah. For eight years, yeah. not a thousand. Yeah. And that's a little boom. And then, I don't know, you cut to like a B-plot where where Josh and Don are like having his girl Friday style. Well, it would be like Goebbels and, uh, and Himmler or something. It would be Goebbels Eva, and Eva Magda Brown, Goebbels. Yeah. Like just having a little bit of a domestic. And there's a little wacky, whimsical kind of clarinet under the, under the bottom of it, right? I'm imagining a mashup of the West Wing theme mm. with Deutschland Uber Alice. <laughs> 
So, yeah, very anyway, important film. So, important film, <clears throat> and I, I saw it was marketed as an mm. anti-hate satire. Yeah. That's what it said on the poster. Yeah. And I was, the thing is, I'm so glad I saw that because I was really afraid to see it yeah. before because yeah. I was like, I know it's a satire, yeah. but what if it's a satire that comes down on the side of actually hates good? Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to see that because then I'm going to feel all dirty uh, or even worse, like just a satire where it's making fun of hate, but it's not constantly going, this right. is what we're saying and yeah. what is actually right and yeah, why sure. this is wrong. Like if there's any interpretive quality to it, I don't. Well, it's I'm like, out. yeah, it's it's like satire shouldn't be, uh, you know, left free to roam. You know, you want to mm. kind of, you want it signposted. Yeah. Like a safari park and lions, right? You want yeah. the satire to be, that You don't want the lion coming. to get into your car. No. Which would be no. like, I don't know. I mean, a film like fucking Dr. Strangelove, where yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. at no point do they go, nuclear war is, is bad. bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's like... They actually say the opposite. The title is how I learned to, you know... To love the to bomb. To love the bomb. And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah. And this guy, he's riding yeah. the bomb and he's having a great... It looks so he's like, like, which one like, is it? it is, like, is it good or is it bad? Yes. Right? And if they called it Dr. Strangelove, yeah. an anti-nuclear bomb yeah. satire... Yeah. Then I'd be great. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm ready to laugh. It makes no fucking sense that film. That line where it's like, mm. uh, "Gentlemen, you can't fight in the war room." Yeah, it's a war room. Like they're talking about like killing millions of people, and he's saying you can't like rough it's each just other. It's ridiculous. Up. It's like the whole. No, sorry. Let's just. Yeah. Can we just yeah, expose yeah, yeah. this? It, the point of the room is is violence. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So it's like you are condoning yeah. one form of violence. That's it. Whilst at the same time saying in another con- in a smaller yeah. context that the violence is unacceptable. It's almost like it's saying that our leaders are like hypocritical. Yeah. yeah. It's just get, Which, get 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 the story straight. You know. Yeah. No, our leaders are all great and fine. And it is not brave yeah. to make yeah. fun of like it's the current yeah. the current leadership yeah. or whatever, which is what Doctor Strange yeah, is yeah, doing. Yeah. What's really brave yeah. is to make fun of a guy that yeah. literally everyone thinks is one of the worst humans to ever live. That is when you're really playing with your own money. So uh, see it very important yeah. film. Uh, speaking of films that are Wait, ambiguous, of films. Oh no, go on, yeah. So yeah, I thought your segue of, was speaking, speaking of films. Of films. No, speaking yeah. of films that they should really have, I think, clarified what they meant by it. Yeah. Joker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, this every comment made about Joker, I think, was completely justified. And important and worth reading. And I've read I've actually is, read every tweet about yes. Joker. Well, I actually have printed Every tweet, every think piece. And it's like the Encyclopedia Britannica, but more interesting. You can learn more about the world. Yep, absolutely. Because it's everyone saying like, oh my God, this studio actually wants us all to become jokers. That's it. And that once we are jokers, everyone should feel sorry for us. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Were you ever in danger of becoming a joker (laughs) from watching it? Well, maybe I was one when I went in. Oh, <laughs> Lucien. Yes, well. Lucien. I, I was a... No, of all your faults, you're not funny. Oh, uh, thanks, dude. I was actually a, a, a... What's he called? The fucking... He's in Fight Club. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, Jared Leto. I was a Jared Leto. You were that Joker. Joker when much I went more in. twisted Joker. Yeah. Oh, that's what you were when you went in. I, when I went in. Oh, right, okay. And when I came out, yeah. I was weirdly the Cesar Romero Joker. <laughs> 
with the moustache painted over. From the camp over. 60s uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then by the time I got back, you yeah. know, after I'd taken the bus home, yeah. I was the Jack Nicholson Joker. Right. And I was, and then I went into the bathroom and I cleaned my face, my makeup mm. off, mm. and I was just Jack Nicholson. And it was kind of chill. What a weird day. <laughs> oh, it was one of my weirder days. So Little Women, haven't seen it. It's probably good. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Fine. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Marriage Story. I haven't seen it. It's probably yeah, good. No Bamback. Yeah, fine. Uh, 1917. Haven't seen it. Probably bad. Probably bad. Well, I've heard it's kind of as a sensory experience. It's quite still. Which I've got time for. I think that's fine with uh, with films. But what? it's all shot in in what? Or it's it's sort of shot as though it's in one take, right? Like an, like an episode of this show, right? Yes, because it gives you that well, like just an episode sickening of the... sense of tension. Yeah. Right? Well, like. An episode of this show, mm. it wasn't actually one take, obviously, because they got like all these yeah. fucking explosions no, and like it's months of rehearsing to get it all perfect. Yeah, yeah, to get every time we speak over each other exactly right, just every time you creak your chair or I, you know, refill my water glass and it yeah. gets picked up, every yeah. time you vape. Yeah. Like all edited within an inch of its life. The to slogan, give our listener yeah. <laughs> the, the greatest sensory experience they could have um it's uh, slogan is time is the enemy mm. um do you do no, you see the germans that? do you <laughs> they got it wrong it was the it time was the germans. It was, it's just a bunch it's a bunch of clocks yeah because that's of, the thing it's a bunch of grandfather clocks but they're wearing those pointy helmets <laughs> just a bunch of clocks in a trench and Cumberbatch is just going like yeah. boys a lot of you are going to be killed by these clocks. Yeah. They might fall on you. Yeah, right. They have very sharp arms. That's it. And the, spinning yeah. around like rotor blades. That's it. And the clocks, and when they blow up, there's just springs flying everywhere. And it's yeah. absolutely horrifying. Just spilling yeah. out from the insides just, of these grandfather clocks. Yeah. And maybe like a cog yeah. cuts open your stomach. That's it. And you bleed out yeah. in, the, uh, in the mud yeah. Yeah. of the Ardennes. Um, okay, so... Yeah, maybe I'll see it. That sounds good. It does sound good. Also, mm. I think it is important, actually, and urgent and relevant, mm. because I didn't know about this before, but apparently there was this thing called World War One. Uh-huh. And the thing is, when you grow up in this country, you don't is really hear... prequel to World War Two. Very good. <laughs> Very good. I liked that you looked smug on my behalf. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we do everything together. But, uh, yeah, as as... Someone who grew up in England, you, right. do, you don't hear much about World War One. It's something they kind of, I guess, the government doesn't want us to think about too much in case yeah. we become too patriotic and, and, that and sort of big and big headed, you know, yeah, and arrogant. We were like, yeah, really good, and it's sort of. But also, I think the government probably recognises that there were no winners in that war, like pretty much every war. There are yeah. no winners, only losers, and that it was a, a complete tragic waste of time. And the idea of sort of claiming it as some kind mm. of patriotic victory. Uh, it's yeah. obviously absurd. And so but the government boys, doesn't want to hang on about it. You know, they had stiff upper lips. Yeah. The ones that where their lips remained unblown off. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's, and you've got to wear the poppy and you've got to be at the cenotaph. And yeah. I guess the lesson of World War One is you just got to support our boys. I think Whatever they do and wherever they're sent. Yeah. 
And, well, well, and I guess by extension, like who's telling our boys what to do? The government. So you've got to support the government. them, whatever yeah, they're doing. Whatever they're doing, whatever decisions. So I guess, yeah, for me, the lesson of World War One is wars are good. Well, I, I'm having a, a, an uncomfortable thought, ladies mm. What if you were, say, um, German? Hmm. What What would your oh, thought no, process... Oh, no, that would be terrible. Should I do the accent from now on for the rest of the episode? Okay, James, yes. What if I was <laughs> German? Well, Lucy, you know, if you would... Sveinhund! <laughs> that's what would happen. Yeah, I wouldn't... Well, that's yeah. why it's worth conducting these thought experiments, yeah. is it? Because it shows us that if you were German, you'd be angry, unreasonable, yeah. threatening. Mm. Um, and so don't or, be German. Or a kind of perverted uh, club goer. These days, yeah. Yeah, who's like yeah. snorting amyl nitrate. Absolutely. And dancing to kind of funky beats. Yeah, they still need to be stopped. And going to the Scheiser room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At Bergheim. Um, like, yeah. I mean, who really won that war when you think about how happy they seem, right? Yeah. In those clubs. Yeah. And we're miserable. Yeah, and we're all going like, uh, one World Cup and two World Wars. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, and they're like, fine, we have a stable economy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have the Scheiser room in Bergheim. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, exactly. You know, you go to a club where yeah. you're just walking around and you are gaping. That's it. And That's it. you just, yeah. everything you see is like yeah. glittering and sparkling yeah, yeah. and you're just so tactile. Mm. Whereas we're, we're just sort of going, oh yeah, I, we did a bloody Brexit and Meghan Markle should be grateful. That's it. For us for going through a trash. Yeah. that The pause was not justified by what I ultimately <laughs> came up with there. No, I think you're right. I think if we didn't have an army like the Germans, then maybe we'd be like them, and that's a horrifying thought, you know? Yeah, but we, thankfully, we still keep on to these vestiges of empire, and that, that's yeah. what makes us... And it uh, stops us from, you know, exploring gender and sexual fluidity or yeah. or creating extremely funky beats. Um, Megan and Harry, you've brought it up. Um, yeah. Pro it, again it, what's the deal? <laughs> uh, I'd say I'm, I'm again... Mm-hmm. Uh, the royal family in general, okay, probably, and I must say, it takes a lot to make me sympathise mm. with Henry, any member of that um, inbred clan mm. of of oppressors. But mm. with Harry, I'm just like, mm. literally, why should he have any public? <laughs> like, who he doesn't owe anyone anything except for you know, obviously, the money and privilege, but mm-hmm. uh, not his fault. Sure, uh, he's met someone who's clearly his boo and uh, good on him. You're right. soppy, aren't you? You're hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I just love love, you know? Um, I love duty. Okay. Okay. And loyalty. Mm. So I do not love Meghan and Harry. What okay. they've done Moran is is currently wearing the biggest poppy I've ever seen. Like, it's bigger than his head. That's right. I'm wearing a huge poppy and a, a queen mask. Yeah. As in a Freddie Mercury mask. Mm. Who, he was the most patriotic man. Of that's all why time. they were called Queen. Yeah, and that's why they played in uh, South Africa when people Absolutely. were boycotting apartheid. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but well, our British, government, British is, government, yeah, that's exactly. our, that's Margaret Thatcher's policy. Yeah. that Nelson Mandela's a terrorist. Yeah. Grow up, grow yeah. up into the real world. Yeah, support apartheid. Look, you gotta go over and see those Afrikaners and yeah. say, "We will rock you." That's it. Or as they would say, "We will." Rock you. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. So, so I mean, all right. 
We, we're not going to get to our actual concept this episode, are we? Oh, who needs a concept, James? I actually don't know how long we've been going for, so I will just check that. Oh, 27 minutes. Why not? Uh, okay. Well, we've got to finish at least the, the best picture category. So, yeah, 1917 about mm. some, some posh lads fighting clocks. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sure. Old cutie. Yeah. Uh, the master firing on all cylinders, uh-huh. the the most close the feet have ever been to the lens, the dirtiest the feet have ever been. Well, how how much close? How close are you? How how near? How, how bigger? How more feet can it get? I don't is know. Is my question. I'm like, and all of that is my question. And how more feet can it get? And could the feet be IMAX feet? That's the next level, isn't it? Yeah. That is the next level. What if the whole film was set in a foot? That's interesting. Like within the ridge of a callus or a corn. So you put, And it's just Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. And he's just in the ridge. And it's a Western, I guess, but it's set in a hot woman's foot. So it's... It, it's This is why people come to the show. For these clean concepts that yeah. are just... That are full of promise. Yeah. A film shot in a foot, yeah. It's called, like, Foot Bastard. And it's, uh, right. I don't know, Jennifer Lawrence's foot. So imagine that. Okay. And try not to get too excited. Mm, mm. And we just zoom up until it, we're almost, like, microscopic. Okay. And it's and, all the layers of dead skin and all that sort of stuff. Oh, right? yeah, and fungus yeah, and, like, yeah, not yeah, nice yeah. stuff. Because, yeah. you know, no matter how hygienic you are, no, like, your feet you are going to be, there's going to be a bit of his foot yeah, or bits yeah. of stuff flaking off and shit. Do, is he into that? I mean, you've got a foot fetish. Um, mm. Talk me through it. I, I'm a, I'm a foot aesthete. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't get boned out yeah. to the max when I see a foot like yeah. Quentin Tarantino does. Yeah. But I appreciate the, the shapeliness of an ankle, the, the, the roundness of a big toe. Oh, right. Know, okay. The, the sheen of a nail. Yes. It, in in Monty Python, when that big cartoon foot comes down, did you mm. did you used to did that turn you on when that happened? You saw that maybe as as a child. I or? think I was too young then to but fully something appreciate was stirred it. Within. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I was I was very confused. It yeah. was the one thing in Monty Python that I found confusing. Everything else, yeah, you all the references got. to like philosophers and yeah, right. I, I guess like seventies mm. cultural critics. Mm. I was always mm. like, yeah, mm. yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the foot came in, and the foot came in, and I was like, hello, yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe let's abandon the the foot rear. Sure, but no, my idea is that Brad and Leo play <laughs> improv, play micro improv skills. Yeah, look, let's abandon this, this. behind the magic. You know, we are Penn and Teller. Yeah, right? yeah, a re- yeah. A good mm. improviser wouldn't have those moments where you run out of steam, but a great yeah. improviser goes. Yeah, and. What just happened there yeah. is we ran out of steam and now we have to move on. And to you the just next you know that's really declare the riff over and we move on. Yeah. 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 All right, fine. I'm very I'm happy with that. Parasite by Bong Joon Ho. Sure. Uh, how are we gonna be funny about this? I don't think I can be because it's genuinely a very good film. This was probably the best film I saw last year. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I love Bong Joon Ho. What do we do? Why must we always try to tear down that which we love? Mm. For each man kills the thing he loves, by each let this be heard. Some do it with a... What it's it? the second time you've, you've fucked the quote up on the, on the podcast. It's and such a good poem and I can never remember. If you want to continue being on the show, remember. I feel like you need to learn that quote. Who's Oscar Wilde? It's Oscar Wilde. Yeah. Well, could yes. you figure it out? No, Just no, figure no, it no, out. No, wait, wait, wait. Imagine wait. that you're a genius yeah. at a certain <laughs> kind of writing. <laughs> 
Yet each man kills the thing he loves by each. Let this be heard. Some do it with a tender look. Some with a word. Something word. Something with a careless word. Careless whisper. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's the quote. Well, he was gay too. Well, there you go then. So, uh, Parasite, great film, good, should win. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bong Joon Ho seems like a really cool dude. Lots mm. of great Korean cinema. Mm. Mm. Uh, they're killing it. I I did think one thing is sort of weirdly parochial that Parasite is nominated in Best Picture and Best International Picture. It's such bollocks that category. And you're almost like, wait. So if you're saying that that's not like a genre of just non-English cinema. Yeah. Then shouldn't it like could it could it win best picture and not best international picture? Like, so it's the best yeah, right. It's almost like they're going, this Well film- it makes that makes more sense than the other way around. The idea that the idea of winning best international film, which means the best film in the world, which is international. No no but the, not the best no, picture no, 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 in no. Hollywood. The, the US isn't international. But that's James. what doesn't make it's any normal. Sense. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's, it's yeah, right. what they're saying is essentially yeah. Parasite <clears throat> is so good. Yeah. It's so good yeah. that it's like as good as a normal picture yeah, that's made it. by normal it's people as good who as speak like Joker, maybe, <laughs> which isn't in foreign. Uh, I I wouldn't use Joker as the example of a shit film on that, that particular list. From that list, well, I don't know. I haven't seen Little Women. I'm not having a girl, Little Women, and I haven't seen that other one. I I mainly to I've be honest, I, time to be honest, I haven't good. seen that many of them. I just assume. Ford v Ferrari. Oh, and, that that was and the nineteen no, seventeen yeah. are bad, and also yes. that I do, as we've explored conceptually, I hate Jojo Rabbit. Um, I'd forgotten about Taika. If you if you listening to this, I mean, I've been seeing this chat. It's only been thirty five minutes. I forgot. Yeah. Well, that's, three or four of those films, I forgot. That's been happening more and more, hasn't it, James? <laughs> it really has. And I think we need to talk about it, and we need to talk about whether you can keep living on your own yeah because it's like what if you turn on the hob and i forget that and you forget that there's a there's an open flame yeah right Or that the gas is running even worse like if you forget to light it it. yeah and just the whole place is filling with gas and you're off in cloud cuckoo land remembering the war or whatever yeah yeah exactly you know remember when you were a young man you know what if i courting what if i forget you know an important film like Joker. What if I see Joker and then forget that I've seen it and I'm on the podcast? Mm. Have you seen Joker? I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know anything anymore. So you don't even have the joy of having witnessed the sequence in which Arthur Fleck embraces his his mm. superpower of being mm. severely mentally ill <laughs> and dances to Gary Glitter. Yeah. No, I actually, I, I heard a, a, an interview with Todd Phillips, the Joker director, uh, who was asked, I think it was like Edith <clears> Bowman, <throat> asked so... What was the logic behind using a Gary Glitter song mm. at a pivotal moment in the film? And I just thought, you know, people have complained about it, but I, was, I thought that is a stroke of genius, right? Mm. Because Rock and Roll Part Two mm. is this sort of stirring, triumphant piece of music, mm. but also written by a known paedophile. Mm. And so for this moment of almost apotheosis, but like bad mm. apotheosis, like mm. it's a almost heroic moment for Joker, but mm. we should feel unnerved by it. Mm. And so having that piece of music, it felt like a perfect... Was that the reason it was No, he just said, oh, I like the song. I didn't know <laughs> th- about this Gary Glitter guy or that he was a nonce. 
That's my suspicion about the whole film, by the way, because I don't think I have seen it as, as far as okay. my memory serves me. My suspicion is that the whole film is like that, right? It's just like kind of cool, put it together. Maybe it sort of probes at this thing, but yeah. also I don't really need to think about it. Maybe. I, I also, yeah, apparently that piece of music, Rock and Roll Part 2, gets played at Stadiums. US sporting yeah, events. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so that's how they know it. Yeah. I wonder if old uh, Gigi is getting That's what I was thinking, royalties. yeah. Because that sort of then because Because he's in prison, right? Kind of become a moral thing, maybe. Maybe. But in a way, isn't giving money to like an evil child molester the most twisted thing you could do? True. And thus appropriate sure. for the Joker. Sure. Imagine the, the Heath Ledger Joker being like, I'm <laughs> going to give all my money. Yeah, he gets that mountain of cash from the Gotham man. Gives it all to Gary <laughs> so, This is yeah. going straight to Ralph Harris. <laughs> that honestly, you say, if that happened in Dark Knight, like, what the fuck? This oh, guy's serious. That's genuinely this weird. This serious. <laughs> mm. um, and then Bane was, I don't know, trying to bring <laughs> Jimmy Savile back to life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, so those are the best picture <clears throat> things. That's um, it. That's the list. Uh, so my my take is yep. Parasite should win but won't mm. because, as we've established, it's not uh, in English, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a big mistake on the part of Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a genuinely good film, mm. and thus I hope it doesn't win because I don't want the Oscars to, like, redeem themselves by picking an actually good film as best picture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to throw all my weight behind Joker just because right. I think it will be very funny. <laughs> it will be funny if that wins. Yeah. I guess a film that, about, yeah. again, I've got a lot of time for it, but at heart, a film about a killer clown. Well, cause also, but also the way that that will drive people nuts who care about the Oscars and think the Oscars are relevant and mm. uh, what is nominated for an Oscar sort of should matter in any way. I also really like the fact that obviously there's this tradition of acceptance speeches where the actor will go up and be kind of self-important and talk mm. about, you know, this is a victory for all women or whatever. Mm. Mm. And I like the fact that at, at the Golden Globes, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor mm. and he got up and he did make a political speech, sort mm. of, because he'd insisted that the Golden Globes only serve vegan food that night. And he made a speech about how, you know, veganism is the way forward and it, you know, like we need to oh. change how we, how we look at right. animals and stuff. And I'm like, I respect well, that. Yeah, I mean, that's been to that now. Yeah. But no, also, know. it's not really germane to the film. <laughs> well, quite. I, I like, also, it's just a bit like, oh, I don't know. I just... It's a bit, I, I it's a just, bit Morrissey. It's, it's a, bit, a bit like, will he be vegan still in two years? Is it just that he's got an, a job that ha, that is not important mm. and he's very well paid for it and he can't just accept that. He's got to then also become important outside of it for something he's not like an expert about, which is like the global effects on the climate of veganism or vegetarianism. Mm. And like, fine, do that in your own right, but like, why do you have to? also moralise outside mm. of just get, being an actor. Get a load of Jordan Peterson over here. Just Is to, that a Jordan Peterson thing? Well, he uh, he only eats steaks. There you apparently. go. Uh, but then... There you go. Yeah, he only eats... That's what I'm saying. He only eats beef. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. And now he's in rehab or something for, for back pills. 
rather than what you'd expect from that, which is just chronic constipation. He wasn't just eating beef, though, was he? He claimed to, right? Yeah. Because it, it was what he was selling a diet book or whatever the fuck it was, or he was being sponsored yeah. by, it was his scheme. It's 12 sell. rules for just eating beef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Buckle? Um, oh, imagine Jordan Peterson Joker. Well, that's got to be the next stage, right? Because this has worked quite well, right? This yeah. Joker thing of it being like a bit incelly and it's kind of aesthetics. Mm. Uh, you know, from what I hear, a bit deeper than that. But mm. I'd say, I don't, the thing is, I guess the character of Arthur Flagg is an incel, technically. Mm. But there's no sense that he hates women mm. or that he kind of necessarily blames mm. his incel status on... Like, you know, the Stacey's only going for chads or whatever incels mm. say. Um, and he seems quite into Zazie Beats's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that was overblown. Mm. Plus, there was the idea that someone was going to shoot up a cinema. That didn't happen. But, you know, equally, in this wood. sick world that we're in, it probably helped in a way sell tickets because it felt like it was sort of dangerous to go to the cinema a little bit. <laughs> What if Joaquin Phoenix shoots up the Oscars? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll cut that. I don't want to will that into existence. Yeah, or Greta Gerwig just goes mental when she loses. <laughs> she, yeah, she gets that. It's like you're... <laughs> just sprays the audience. She just starts well, doing a rant, just sort of going, you're awful, Murray. <laughs> a society... Where a woman adapts a novel. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, right, okay. Yeah. Well, so, so we're hoping for a massacre at the Oscars, but actually, yeah, yeah it's a good point because what if it, actually, what if this goes out and then there is a massacre? Mm, How do we cover our backs? We, to be honest, I don't think anyone will be talking about this podcast if every celebrity in in Hollywood it, gets murked. It would be very funny if somehow it all falls on us. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Did they sow the seed? Did they sow in, the seed in some in, in, in the brain, mind? Yeah, in the brain of Noah Baumbach. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would be the funniest shooter of someone who's definitely going to be there? I think. <laughs> I mean, Tarantino. I guess you'd, you'd almost expect. Like, you could see him flipping out. Maybe, uh, I don't know, Bong Joon-ho seems very kind of studious. and, and Yeah, I've seen like interviews a, of him. He's very, yeah. So yeah. if he just produced a blunderbuss. Yeah, yeah, right. Because that's the kind of guns they've got over there. Right. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. That's not what I'm saying. He's absolutely sick. I, that is sick to claim that a country has an antiquated kind of firearm. Yes, I, South is Korea. sick. South Korea is very technologically advanced. They have the fastest internet in the world. Mm, mm. I would never... And what about their guns? Do they have blunderbusses? Is that something that you think? Do they have blunderbusses? I think some of them That's it. may have yeah, muskets, but I'm not go, saying that go, they all have blunderbusses. That's it, isn't it? That's it. Oh my God, this is my hot mic moment. Even though, I mean, I know there's a mic and I know it's on. To claim that a Korean man has a blunderbuss yeah. is... Uh, I guess you've been cancelled. It is shameful. It and is shameful. This is finally what they've got me on. <laughs> of all the things I've said, it's the yeah. thing about Koreans and, and their love of blunderbusses. Yeah, yeah. North Koreans, weirdly, no. They wouldn't no. touch them. Absolutely not. But no. every South Korean knows a blunderbuss. <laughs> Well, um, you know, there's they're all there's all those K-pop bands it, 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 where they're all sure. singing about their blunderbusses. The blunderbusses, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, look, so, you know, listen, what, putting all that together, um, what would be, uh, this was going to be the original concept of the episode. Yeah, but now we're like 43 minutes 43 in. 43 minutes so in, so like, we sort of need to wrap this up, really, don't we? I don't know. I feel like we can push through. I, I, I think if we can get mm. a solid few blows landed on the listener comedically, <laughs> then then maybe it's all right. All right. What do you want to go for? Do you want to go for the jugular? Uh, do you want to go yeah. for the, where, where are we hitting them? I want to punch them in the breast. If they're a man, okay. if they're a woman, yes. I wouldn't do that. I would punch them in the face. So, okay. But Our concept for this... Yeah, let's analyze, let's analyze the concept. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, what, let's get it on the dissecting table. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's cut it open. Open up that picture. <laughs> open it yeah. up. Okay. So, right. our concept is, mm. look, guys, mm. no one is listening to this show. Mm. We've been doing it for ages now, nearly a year. And, yeah, we are dying mm. in terms of listenership. Mm. So, well, we there were, are people listening to it, but they did not enough for us to care about them. So, yeah, if you like, are listening to this, we don't, you know, you, well, there's not no, enough we, of you. No, we like you. We like you listening. Yeah, you're fine. Like, you're fine. The fact is, we could probably just have a drink with you mm. to much the same effect. Mm. Maybe just me and James could just talk all the way through. It's what is it between 60 and 80 a week? So, mm. if we, we just held a couple of parties, we yeah. could probably see that number of people. Yeah, and maybe it would be more meaningful, you know, because you could actually listen to other people. And Yeah, but a lot of those people, do you really want to hear what they've got to say? If Think about it. A lot of the... Th- just think about it. The I people. concede the point. Yeah. I concede right. the point. This way, at least I don't have to fucking, you know, yeah. all that fucking shit. Just stand there staring at someone's mouth move <laughs> and just thinking... When's it going to stop? When That's can it. I say my thing? You know, like how yeah. I am with you That's during it. the show. That's it. And you're like, I want to get back onto the podcast. So anyway, so I think the best way that we can increase our listenership yes. and oh, raise on. the profile of the show Brilliant. is to write and make yes. an Oscar-winning film. And as you know, the Oscar ceremony is not until some point in February. I've forgotten when. <laughs> mm-hmm. That means we have time. We have time. Well, if we've got like at least two weeks. So what we need to, to do... Me- to write, to write, film, f- distribute, film, distribute, enter into the nomination into, into, process, have, yeah. a mo- have a campaign. And I know technically the nominations are out, but they like I'm sure they haven't printed the place settings or whatever yeah, for the yeah, actual exactly. ceremony. Yeah. So we need to get and DVD, DVD screen. bump a couple of people from the seats as well, right? You tell Meryl Streep, you know, take a walk. because Lucy's It's like in. the guys in Parasite, they're very good, but they're not like famous in the yeah, States. That's so, you don't need all of them. Yeah. You know, they're not like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, so yeah, right. just get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's us. And it's and us. Okay. we've got our, our, our screeners, our DVD screeners into the hot little hands mm. of the Academy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... Tug on those heartstrings and yeah, okay. So essentially, our challenge is right now we have to come up with a concept for a film that will win Best Picture at the Oscars. Okay, it's not even a question. Like it, it has win. to win. Well, presumably you just combine the elements of the aforementioned films into a kind of super film, right? Uh, or previous Best Picture winners. Okay, yeah. so you could almost go, and I'm just spitballing here, but like yeah. Yeah. Green Room and. The or Shape of Water. That? Green Book. No, Green Book, yeah. Green, Green Room's Book. An Green Room's movie. a sitcom. <laughs> Channel 4, is it? Um, Green Wing. Green Wing. Green Room, Green Room is a really good Jeremy Solnier uh, sort of horror drama, thriller thing 
where Patrick Stewart plays a neo-Nazi and there's like a Nazi gang trying to kill this punk band Mm. and it's got maybe off of um, Arrested Development in it. It's genuinely really good. Mm. And Anton Yelchin. That guy who uh, who died, unfortunately. Which green thing is it that we're doing? Green room. We're green, doing no. We're green, doing green. We're doing book. green book. Green book. Green book. The the that the, was about a white man solving racism, racism by not being racist to one black guy. Yeah, yeah. After so, a lot of persuasion, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so, so, okay. My concept is so. Yeah, we just mix <laughs> elements from the last few winners. So you got green book. You have. Yeah. The Shape of Water. Sure. So, so I guess it's, it's, it's about uh, an Italian-American guy who befriends a fish monster. Be more concise. It's a fish monster that is an Italian-American. It's an Italian-American fish monster that, like hey. Forrest Gump, is also a bit, you know... Hey! <laughs> I've got gills over here! Yeah, there you go. And he's hanging out with JFK. Yeah, and, that's and it. And needs the toilet. So he's like, JFK, I, I need to shit. Sure. JFK's in the tank with him? Or JFK... I think JFK is trying to sleep with a, a female, like, uh, aquarium... Like an octopus. ...cleaner. <laughs> oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's not... We're not in an underwater world. We're in the real Wait, did, world. Did you see Shape of Water? No. No. Okay, okay. Did you? Yeah, well... You sat and watched that film. I didn't, actually, but I was <clears> on a long flight and someone was uh, watching it, like, in front of me, so... Uh. I get the gist. That one best picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one about the waterman. The like yeah. he's like a and he's, got, he's and like he's, an alien or something. He, and he's got a fish dick. That one best picture. There's a bit where they allude to his the, fish I think of the same film. It is it's like Yeah, yeah, the, Shape of Water, Guillermo Del, Del Toro. Toro. So before that it was Moonlight, which I haven't seen, so really I saw cool. that. That's quite good. Okay. Before that it was Spotlight. So now we've got no so it's right. about Pedos. It's Pedos. Italian, okay, now it's interesting. It's tall pedo, underwater pedo. Yes, right. Yeah. So he's trying to stop. He's an Italian-American underwater guy who, like Forrest Gump, is a bit, you know. Yeah. And he's trying to stop a bunch of pedophiles that are armed with torpedoes. But because he's Forrest Gump, he doesn't... It, uh, yeah. He doesn't understand what paedophilia is. Yeah. So he's like, my mom always told me life is like a box of chocolates. Sometimes you want a chocolate that's very new. <laughs> So a he's very, endearing. Very, he's quite endearing. Yeah, character, and he's it? like, yeah. and he lets the pedos like go. Sure, because he's sure. like, everyone's different. Like a box yeah. of chocolates, yeah. and they they want to do certain things. That's like a hazelnut chocolate. And uh, if you want to sleep with sexually mature people, yeah. that's a yeah. caramel yeah. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes because he's still a because you know, he's still, a fish guy. He's still underwater. Birdman. Okay, so we do the one shot thing. It's all in one it's shot. Seventeen. It's, it's very quite annoying. Boring. And, <laughs> it's annoying. very annoying and pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems to think it's saying something, but just absolute navel gazing mm. shite. Um, Twelve years of slave. Not touching that. Argo, so... And the Iranians are involved. Oh, well, now as with got, everything. It just got interesting. Okay. Dear me. Argo, yeah, that was back when Americans loved Iran. <laughs> it was during Iran mania, you know, and everyone was like, we've got to have, like, a nuanced depiction of life in, in the Islamic Why Republic. are they so... Uh, what is it? Is it because of the, uh, the hostages from, like, four years ago? Well, it's because America is... Essentially, it has the mentality of a 
playground bully, which yeah. is basically I'm allowed to go around just punching everyone in the face. Yeah. But if I graze my knuckles, yeah. that means I'm the victim. Sure. And that is basically American foreign policy. And Iran, unlike most countries that yeah. America has, has fucked around with, has actually managed to stand up to them, mm. like to a certain so extent. So would you say you support Iran? Um, I, I mean, in what in what sense? In its, in its foreign policy, for example. Well, mm. as in, you know, its policy of, of wanting to ensure its interests within the region. Of wanting to destabilize the Middle East. <laughs> destabilize. Well, I think because I think very... the worst thing that any country could do would be to just destabilize a region. Yeah, that is If you would destabilize the Middle East, as far as I'm concerned, that's you, it. If you are You're funding out. violence Absolutely. in Iraq, yeah. I mean, you are... And do you, you know what? It's not off. even ideological. You just look at, have you made things much, much worse? Yeah. Or have you made them a lot, lot better? Absolutely. And then you just judge the country based on that, don't you? I think so. And I think, yeah, I, I can judge Iran on that basis. That, yeah, yeah they, they are unbelievably mm. destabilising to... Yeah. A, a place that was fine until yeah. Iran got involved. That's it. Until yeah. they made themselves known yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, that's all just fucking depressing, really. I, I Maybe I can't really be funny about... It's, it, seems, it seems like the immediate threat <clears> has, <throat> has passed. These things are always swings and roundabouts, though. So in terms of our film, maybe it's best we make it pro-Iran because probably that's going to become, like, fashionable at some point, right? I don't know. I, I, America I is very I would put a lot annoying. of money on that. Really? I would put a lot of money on that, absolutely. What, and, like, in a Amer- year... Hollywood liberals going... America's basically... Yeah, all going. of America. Or every American is, like... Is essentially... We, we martyred the great General Soleimani... Mm. Uh, and may a thousand <laughs> nuclear bombs rain down upon us. We are the great Satan. We are the great Satan. Yeah. yeah, that seems right. And maybe, you know, Ben Affleck will direct a film about that. Yeah. About, yeah. you know, we are this sort of world bestriding... An inverse Argo. Yeah, right, right. It would be Argo fuck America. Yeah. Yeah. That probably will happen. So, so But should it be our film that makes I that happen? Do I, I think it's too soon right now. Honestly, mm. as far as I'm concerned, it's this or I'm walking. <laughs> I'm saying the Oscar contender has got to be pro-Iran, very strongly pro-Iran. How about, like, a really sexy Iranian leader called Ayatollah Khamenei? Could he be the main character? Okay. But it's respectful. Is it, is it, is is it a it, respectful depiction? Is it porn, our film? Is the fish man who's investigating paedophiles... Mm. With with his friend, the African American pianist, yeah, in so one in one, in one shot, yeah, who was twelve years a slave, is he also and backed by Iran, backed by Iran, and he's in he's making a porn film in Iran. The with, porn, the only the, to me the rogue element that you've added is just now is 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 the porn element. I've, I don't see that in previous Oscar winners. Really? Well, yeah. I don't think you've been looking. I mean, did you see the artist? No, I defer to you. So was yeah. that was that was. I think if you read between the lines, okay. If you read between the frames of that film, interesting. You, and that's yeah, why that's I pretty racy think. stuff. Yeah. Actually, I wonder how racy has, has like a properly, you know, horny film ever won Best Picture. Hollywood doesn't like it. Hollywood's got uh, is very anti-sex, and it's mm. all certainly has become more and more so. 
uh, basically since the 90s, hasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, I guess by that you mean because of Me Too, which you oppose. Uh, no, not just because of that um, Iran-backed uh, social movement, Me Too. Yeah, um, yeah. That's part of it as well. No, but since the 90s, I think it's more of a Christian right thing. And American the Beauty in American 2000, Beauty. which is a sexy film. 20 years with ago. The, the most sexy man of all time, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Spacey. Right. <laughs> oh boy, did you see his, his Christmas video? No. Why are you watching Kevin Spacey's Christmas video? Because he keeps releasing these bizarre, like, rants in character as his uh, house of yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, as the evil, uh, as, as the villain. As, yeah. as Frank Underwood yeah. going like, well, you didn't think I'd gone away just because I got accused of molesting <laughs> yeah, some yeah, people, right. did you? No. What's, his me- what's he saying, though? What's no. his message? Well, it's very abstruse, but I think the implication is that he has been hard done by in some way. Uh. People have speculated that he's making coded threats to other people caught up in the Epstein conspiracy, dare I say. Should we do an episode on Epstein, by the way? Because I've just started, I finally have given in and I've just started getting into it. Yeah. And it's that thing of you're immediately true detective within like two minutes. Yeah, you'll suddenly, you look like uh, McConaughey at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's he's in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And he's in a bad way. It's like five minutes on Wikipedia (laughs) and you're just like, oh boy. Or that bit where uh, Woody Harrelson sees, sees the, the video of, of and the children being, yeah. and, he's like, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I was like that. Uh, I don't know if people want to look into that stuff. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's pimp, front row at uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Yeah. That's interesting. Obviously, yeah. Prince Andrew. Yeah, uh, that was a whole. We didn't talk about him during the the Harry bit, but I find it very funny that Meghan Markle has received more kind of mainstream British press appropriate yeah, than yeah. The the the, the, default the prince. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the one who said him. Yeah, he said it, but it's true, and I agree. And cosine. Uh, yeah, so that can send you pretty mad. Well, maybe Prince Andrew's in our film. He's the head of the underwater paedophile people. Conspiracy. And the Ayatollah yeah, yeah. with the Forrest Gump lead mm-hmm. are trying to stop the the paedophile prince in his underwater empire because well, they've probably got an underwater empire, right? Imagine Epstein's. Got a whole thing going on there, I'm right? sure he has some kind of underwater base yeah, where yeah, yeah. there are just loads of Epstein clones, like That's in it. tubes. Yeah. Okay, this is sounding like the Oscars are really going to like it, actually, yeah. now that yeah, I think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Because they like these quite confronting, That's like, it. weird, kind of unsettling yeah. stuff. Brave. Stuff that makes you feel weird about yourself <laughs> yeah, rather than exactly. just sort of complacent yeah. and smug. That yeah. is what the Oscars like. And that's what we provide. Uh Okay, I'll argue this, that the, I'd say the last genuinely great film, like pre, very modern. I can guess what you're going to say. What are you going to guess? Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 92, Silence of the Lambs. Because I think there's definitely like a best picture thing where a film can't win if it's too fun. Sure. Like if it's just really fun to watch. It's got to be a bit, you know, you've got to have your vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So that's a weirdly good film. Okay, what else can we draw on? So the the fish guy eats people. Uh, Schindler's List. Um, uh, Gladiator. I guess during... It's in Rome. During the porn section. Sure. sure. Like, uh, they turn to camera and they're like, Are you not entertained? That's it, yeah. 
Uh, well, and like you're saying, there was that gladiatorial element to porn, you know, of the of so-and-so versus. Yes, so maybe that's the climax together. of the film is climax. it's fish guy versus... Mm. Who's the villain again? Uh, well, actually, I'm just looking at the 1999 winner, mm. uh, Shakespeare in Love. Sure. So the villain could either be Shakespeare, sure. be interesting and cultural, yeah. or the producer of Shakespeare in Love, a guy called Harvey Weinstein. Okay. 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 Because he was like, he won an Oscar. He was best picture. He was big for a while, wasn't he? He was, but you just don't. God, they're everywhere, aren't they? Maybe they're listening. (laughs) They are. I. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna get in trouble? Well, everyone who gets into this shit dies, and given that now a lot of people are investigating this Epstein thing, like in their private lives. Two of Spacey's accusers have recently died of suicide. In the Epstein thing, it's to the point where, like, it becomes grimly funny. I'm listening to a podcast that's just doing, like, a chronological account of it. Yeah. And literally everyone is like, and then this police chief decided to take it upon himself to investigate further. He died a week later. And then it'll be yeah. like... It was literally like... Yeah. And I guess, yeah, the all, all the security cameras in the Manhattan Correctional Facility, they all committed suicide. <laughs> Just before the security camera just, was like, just before he he committed suicide. And it's sad because a lot of those cameras were two days away from retirement. <laughs> yeah, they were about to go on a boat and with their wife, <laughs> with their little and around, the little yeah. baby security cameras. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. hopping around, just yeah. filming things. Yeah. I guess. Although that's kind of their jobs. So would that be a busman's holiday? I guess for, it would for yeah. the sort of Pixar. But maybe sentient. they bring little cameras with them. But but in that oh. world. Those little cameras are like sentient creatures that they're making. So that's like their pets. Their pets are like little digital. Like a, a Polaroid camera, camera would, would be, be a security camera's pet. That's right. Yeah. The riffs on this was crazy. This episode, we have. It's so conceptual. And uh, you know, I think the highlight of it was the bit where it was inside a foot. I mean, I think that. It, I liked when it was inside a foot. I like how mm. I sort of got to like. It's like an Iranian porn parody. I, I'm not None of them sure. fleshed out. None of them really explored. Well, fleshed out is the name of of that parody. Sure. That, except sure. it's not really an Iranian. Not really. It's not specific. Yeah. But retrospectively. Retrospectively, I, I stand by all of it. Yeah. And I think we have the basis for a truly epoch-defining mm. film mm. that will win Best Picture. Mm. And I guess maybe just to close us out, James, mm. maybe you could make your speech accepting mm. all of the Oscars mm. for our film. Italian American fishman goes to Iran, uh, makes a porn film, catches some paedophiles. Um, what else goes on? Oh, and he's well, a bit no, slow. Well, now hold on. And he's a bit slow. And he's a bit slow. But he meets a lot Is of that these, right, important that's the right figures. Concept. Yeah, sure. Through his life. And sure. Why am I on stage on my own? Why aren't you coming on stage? Because I'm me? in the crowd and mm. I am having a little chat with Miss Scarlett Johansson about oh, I don't know. Hold maybe. on. The context is they've just so whilst they're reading out the nominations, yeah. you're talking. I'm talking to Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, and then you, we win, yeah. and you don't acknowledge it at all. You well, just, I'm playing it cool, right? Right. Because I, you know, it's I, a pretty cool move. I'd like I'd like to go on a date with her, and if it's like. And the winner is Lucian Young. Come yeah. up on stage, get yeah. your little golden man. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, Scarjo, I really enjoyed you in uh, Under the Skin. That was a really interesting departure. Mm. Quite a sort of indie movie for you to do. Mm. And, uh, you know, and she's like, wow. Yeah. And she's I like, like, didn't you just win? You just won Best Picture. I'm so like, do you, just want, do you want to go for, up there? For me, mm. the Best Picture 
is your face when I ask you, do you want to go get dinner? And then Adam Driver comes up and he's like, right. oh, good. Right. But hold on, mate. Still, this is, still, do you, so I'm on stage doing my speech and I'm yeah, all yeah, like, and I like yeah, to yeah. thanks. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but Driver presumably ducking down is like coming down the aisle. Yeah, and he's right. just like, stay away from my fictional <laughs> wife. Or <laughs> 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 he's flipping around. It's going, neither of us can do an Adam Driver impression. Yeah. I can tell mine's all right. Uh, sure, sure. He's like, <laughs> he's like, <"I> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we should just end, really, shouldn't we? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>